Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. Okay, you there? Yeah. Okay, very good, man. I know you all are busy. I appreciate you setting this up for me. Um, I will be quick and painless, man, and we'll get ready to lock and load, and I'll even send you a copy of this when we get ready to put it out, too. Okay, I appreciate it. It's coach. Okay. Hey, Mike, how are you? All right, Coach, how you doing? This is Mike Prince. I don't know if you remember me, but I interviewed you last year at the SWAC um, conference or the SWAC tournament. Okay. Game. Um, and um, I'm, I appreciate the work that you've done, man, not only for SWAC, but for MEAC and just for uh, minority baseball as a whole, man. And I really, really. Well, I, I truly appreciate your words, and, and thank you very much. Yeah, I, I do remember. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, I got a story to share with you before we get started. I didn't want to do this over the over the deal. Do you okay. remember when Camacho pulled himself out in Fort Worth? Yes. <laughs> I was Dwayne didn't remember it. That yeah, he, he just asked me, and 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 he goes, "Hey, did did Camacho said yes, he did." Well, what happened is so from the fifth inning on, he started getting tightness in his elbow. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the trainer came to me in the fifth inning, and said, "Hey, uh, after the fifth inning, Camacho is is having issues with his elbow. He he says he's getting tighter." I said, "Okay, well, you know what? Give him a little massage and send him back out there." So he goes, <laughs> he goes back to sixth inning, comes back. And it's the same thing. Well, he still he he says that he still has it. I said, well, we, he got to keep going. I mean, we he, he can't take a chance. <laughs> so finally, after the seventh inning, she comes back. She goes, hey, he doesn't think that he can go anymore. I said, yep. well, Rachel, I said, if, if that was our trainer, if, if he can't go anymore, we're gonna have to go to the bullpen. You know, I, I can't have anybody that that doesn't think that they can't get it done. Right. So, right. Of course, we went into the bullpen and ended up losing. Right and now and that now that was back in his freshman year. Correct. Could, now now you got to be honest with me, coach. Now we're not now we're not going to use this part. Didn't some in the back of your mind said, "Man, is this kid on foot feels out like this?" You didn't know what you had. Well, not, in not in, well, it wasn't in the back of my mind. It was in the front of my mind. Actually, <laughs> it wasn't. It was in my mouth. Uh, the whole entire fault. He heard. The team heard. Uh, every time we had a team meeting, I, I told the whole entire team that he, uh, you know, he uh, he walked out on the team. And so, yeah, <laughs> he had two options at that, at that point. He could have quit baseball or, or our team, or he could have done something about it. So, uh, okay. he decided to get a little bit tougher, I guess. Well, that's some good. Well, that lets you know I pay attention to this game, man. I appreciate We're going to go ahead and get it started, Coach. This is uh, Mike Prince. Uh, with the Open Mic Broadcast Network, and I am fortunate to have on the phone lines with us a very uh, deserving coach of the Alabama State Hornets in the likes of Mr. Marvell Melendez. Hello, sir, and welcome to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me on the show. 
All right. Well, look, I first got to tell you uh, publicly, I am totally grateful for the work that you have done uh, in the representation of of MEAC, Southwestern Athletic Conference, and uh, minority baseball as a whole. And, And what you've done has really set the standard and has opened up the eye in a positive light for this brand of baseball. Well, I, I greatly appreciate it, and you're very kind for uh, for saying all the uh, all those things. Uh, you know, the, the the truth of the matter is that we uh, we love what we do as as coaches, and every coach would tell you that they wouldn't change anything that they that they've done in their careers and their lives. And you know, we do it because we love the sport. We we do it because we we love the kids that we coach, and um, and because we're passionate about about what we do for a living. So um, so really, really happy that we're in the, the spot that we're in as, as coaches right now and uh, excited to see what the future holds. Now, for many people who might not be aware of the work that Mavell Melendez has put in, this is not a, a coincidence. This is not an accident. You have had 17 seasons as a head uh, baseball coach in Division One baseball. And of those 13 uh, seasons, You've posted 30 wins or more. You didn't think I knew all that, did you, Coach? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, you know, once again, that's the hard work of the players. You know, our our job as coaches is to get them ready to to go through the fall and and, uh, instill the philosophies that we have in in baseball. And uh, once the game starts, and and every player that plays for me knows that once the game starts, they should be ready to go go to battle and, and perform. So, um, really, um, you know, grateful for the for the ones that we have coached, and um, you know, this year's team is is no strangers to success, and they they've done a, a good job, they've done very well, and uh, a lot of credit goes to them. Now, coach, when you first came over from the MEAC, you spent a, a great and had a great run at Bethune Cookman. Matter of fact, a lot of people question why you would even come from Bethune Cookman to Alabama State, and I believe that was in 2012 when you first took over. You left, I believe it was 36 and 25 with Baton Cookman. You guys were sitting on top of everything. What lured you over to Alabama State? Well, one of, one of the things that I wanted to do as a, as a professional was to uh, to move on to another program and, and try to build a program and and uh, see if we have if we can have the same success that we we had at at the Phil Cookman and um, and Alabama State offered me an opportunity to be their head coach. Um, Alabama State opened uh, opened the doors for us to uh, to try to accomplish the same success that we had at, at the Phil Cookman, and I was grateful for that. But it's just for me to to uh, to go into uh, into a different program and, and see if we can do it uh, if we can do it again and see if we can duplicate the success that we that we had in, in the previous institution and. Uh, you know, thus far, um, you know, the players have really put a lot of effort into it. Now, the first year, you go 20, 36, and, and, I, and I can imagine all the chirping because uh, uh, these conferences, the MEAC and the Southwest Athletic Conference, are known for getting a little chirpy from time to time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, what was going in the back of your mind when you first finished that first season at 20 and 36? Did you feel like, huh, maybe I should have stayed where the grass was 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 safe and I knew what was going on, or did you say, okay, now I know what I've got, now I know how to address this thing? Well, you know, both. I, I think as a competitor, you, you're always in the back of your mind. Um, 
question every move that doesn't initially work out. But but I knew heading into the season and taking this program over that it was going to take time. Uh, at the time, as a competitor, you want to win right away, but but it's not it's not realistic. But you know, every every setback is is a setup for a great comeback, in in my opinion, and and I think that. You know that season of, of of news for us of of you know not winning not being at least 500, um, not sharing a um, you know a title in the regular season really was eye-opening for us and and we just vowed to work a little bit harder the following year and uh, and I think that our, our our players have bought into the system and and we had a young team and they understood what it took and. In that second year, you saw the little by little, you saw the transformation of the team and the program. And um, you know those guys are are you know successful in what they're doing right now, and uh, we were happy to be part of their you know their careers and their lives. This is Mike Prince. I have on the phone line the head baseball coach for the Alabama State Hornets, Marvell Melendez. Now, coach, I didn't start off right away doing it because I know as an old baseball player myself. We got a lot of superstitions that we work on and we work with, but we have to address the giant elephant in the room. You've done something that has not been established since the uh, format for the SWAC baseball, as we know it was established in 2006, and that is go undefeated in conference play. And I know that you're going to tell me the old uh, generic and standard, we take it one game, at a time, and we're not looking ahead of that. And I understand all that, Coach, but I want you to be, be honest with from one old man to another. When did you realize that you had a great chance of going undefeated in conference play? Well, you know what? I, I think that it came it came really late. It came when we were 18 and 0. I didn't, you know, at, at the time that we were 12 and 15 and 0, I knew that we we still had we still had some uh, some good teams to play, and we were actually playing on the road. Uh, some of the series, and 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 as we know, anything can happen. And, and in baseball, uh, anything can happen. But playing away and and traveling, uh, it's totally different, and it's, it's a totally different animal. So uh, when we got when we got to eighteen and zero, I, I I told myself because the team has never talked about it, we may have a a chance to do so. But if we don't, it's okay. It's it's not it's not what we're trying to do. Um, is is something that we have worked towards, but it's not something that has been a goal of ours. So um, it really didn't come at, uh, until really, really late. Never thought that that it would it would happen or work towards um, you know being in regular season having that mark. But uh, just like I said before, a lot of credit goes to the players because when it comes down to it, in between the lines, the players are the ones that play. You can call anything, you can call plays, you can call pitches, but. When it's all said and done, it's about players executing the game plan. Exactly. Now, Coach, uh, I have been a strong advocate for for many years now um, as far as when it comes to the MEAC and the Southwestern Athletic Conference that of all sports that we should really concentrate on as far as being competitive, and I mean truly competitive uh, with the big boys, I'm talking about the SECs, the uh, Pac-12s, the Big 12s, and uh, ACC and so on and so forth is basketball and baseball. But for, for whatever reason, there has not been the financial commitment from the MEAC and the SWAC as far as baseball is concerned. And I am so excited to see how you guys 
have allowed uh, baseball to be a, a sport of significance, if you allow me to say that. And it shows when you get out there to compete against the South Alabamas, against the Tennessees, how does that really play a role, the financial commitment from the institutions for you guys to be competitive on a larger scale? Well, you know, first, we, don't, we, we understand we don't have all the resources that the bigger universities have. But what we do have and what, what our university has made a commitment is we have very good facilities, um, we're fully funded, um, and we have a budget that we can be competitive as far as recruiting is concerned. So uh, that's really, when it comes down to it, uh, those are the three pieces that you really need to be able to be successful, to be able to bring the players that you who you believe are going to make a difference in, in a program. Uh, you have to have, of course, uh, you know, like I said, the facilities to show them once you identify those those prospects. And I think that because we have the, the infrastructure, you know, we may not have everything that, that that uh that we want, but we have everything that we need. And to me that's that's really all it takes to to once you put effort into it, once you start developing your own philosophies and ideas and, and work extremely hard and our staff does a magnificent job uh working, not only recruiting but getting those guys better uh at practice and in and, and the weight room and such. Uh, but but it, it has it has to come from the university from the commitment uh, in those areas that I spoke about, and this university has done it. We've been very blessed to be in the position that we're in right now. And uh, our job is, is simply to make all the alums proud, all the uh, the administrators proud in what we do. And, uh, you know, little by little, we're, we're, you know, inching our way into it. Well, Coach, I know for sure that you're making alum uh, extremely proud. Uh, you're making the SWAC extremely proud because – I am a big advocate for this conference, and, and I think far long enough that the conference has gone under-respected, if you allow me to say it that way. And what you guys are bringing to the table is greatly appreciated and is something that, that I would love to see pay, coaches start taking pages out of the book. Uh, you see it happening with the Carlos James at Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, how he has very little to work with, but he's making it, uh, maximize everything that he has within him. And um, really, I can't say thank you enough for what you guys are contributing to this game. Well, Mike, we're very fortunate to be in the position that we're in and that we impact so many lives. And as you said, there are a lot of great coaches in this conference. Uh, Carlos is, is definitely one of the top coaches in this conference. Very blessed to, to um, you know, uh, I'm able to talk to him as, as – uh, as we, you know, we have time, of course, and, and uh, my colleagues have done a great job at their institution. So, you know, just very blessed to be uh, to be here at Alabama State and be part, part of the SWAC and, uh, you know, looking forward to a great tournament, of course. Okay. Coach, look, I know you're pressed for time, but I got two more questions I want to ask you. When you look at your roster, it is heavily loaded with guys from Puerto Rico. It's loaded with guys from Florida, and I know – your your ties with with Puerto Rico and back in the MIAC, man, you you're not leaving no stones unturned, are you? Well, you know what? One of the things that when I when I was hired here, I uh, uh, it was very clear by the administration that they wanted to have a competitive team. And one of the questions that was asked to me when I came here on a visit was, Are you going to be able to recruit the same type of players that you're recruiting currently, or are you going to change your philosophy? I said, Well, you know what? Uh, I think that we can bring the same type of players regardless of whether we're in Alabama or anywhere else, uh, and we can be competitive right away. And uh, and that's what they wanted to hear. That's what 
they uh, they brought us here to do, and um, you know because of it, I think that we have been successful. We have we have expanded our recruiting areas to you know the, the uh, some parts of Georgia, and we've been very successful there. We have our two middle infielders are from Georgia as well, and um, and I think that I had to for us it has yielded very good results too. Very good, very good. Now, coach, uh, we had a little conversation prior to us going live with this interview. And I'll just I'll just call this young man's name out, and you tell me how he's developed and what he means to you as a player and what he means to you personally, and that's Joseph Camacho. Well, if, if you look at his numbers, Mike, um, he has had arguably uh, the best three years of any college uh, baseball player, uh, maybe in the history um, in what he has done, he has improved from the time that he was a freshman to his sophomore season, from the time that he was a sophomore to his junior year, from his junior year to his senior year, which is extremely strange. His numbers have, have gotten better, and and uh, and Joe is is gonna is gonna leave Division One baseball when that time comes as as one of the winningest pitchers of all times in NCAA history, in my opinion. Uh, but the winning percentage, arguably one of the best uh, best of all time. So. He has worked so hard for this. He has not been complacent, which is it's hard to follow a season uh, where you have been 12 and 0 with a three year array to being I think nine and 0 right now with a 1.2 year array. It's it's extremely difficult, and and he's done it. A lot of credit to him and to the hard work that he has um, he has developed over the years, uh, but also his teammates. His teammates respond behind him. They trust him. He is a leader in this ball club. So. Very happy for one of the greatest young men that I have a coach to on the field, off the field. He's just a plus. Abe, they're very good, very good. Uh, he's come a mighty long way, coach. He has come a mighty, mighty long way. Now you talked about the, uh, the obvious impact that he has, but who would you say are some of your co-anchors on your squad right now? Well, uh, from the pitching staff, him, um, Tyler Howe has had a great season. ZRA is even lower than. Then Camacho's at at a 1.1, um, and uh, and also um, Hunter McIntosh has had a great season on the mound, uh, and Angel Alicea. Those four had really anchored uh, our pitching staff, uh, especially uh, on weekends. And uh, you know, offensively, we've had several players that have had good season. Uh, Carlos Ocasio, um, arguably one of the best seasons in in this conference by you know hitting over 320 and hitting three uh, 13 home runs and and uh, and the RBI production in the 50s. Uh, I think he's had a he's had a great season, but he's been accompanied by 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 Cooper, uh, Dylan Cooper, and Jamil Pagan uh, and Eric White. We have a freshman that that is has led almost a whole entire season in batting average. I think he's took second right now, but. You know, a lot of those guys really, really have stepped up and have good seasons. So that's really what you need. It, it, it's a it's a team effort, uh, and all those guys have really stepped up and, and done very good this year. Well, you called out the name I was hoping you would call out, Nesso Ocasio. Is that our MVP, Coach? Yeah, Ocasio has done a very good job. <laughs> Absolutely. He, 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 not, only, not only Mike, not only has he done very well, Offensively, but he is one of the best defenders that I have as a coach in center field. Um, extremely versatile. Uh, he 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 has a good arm. He takes good jumps. He he does a lot of good things right. He is he's just a good baseball player. Just not tall in stature. Probably fits at five ten or 
or so, but but he can flat out play, and he can, as you see the numbers, he he can hit for power. He can hit for power, but also, Coach, you failed to mention this man has not been called stolen, stealing a base all year. Well, it's very smart. You know, not only (laughs) – he's not extremely fast. He's probably a uh, 6'7", 6'8", runner, but he he just knows when to go. He takes good jumps. Uh, He goes in good calves, Uh, you know, not being thrown out. You know, a lot – some of it one or two times, maybe kind of luck, but – he just knows when to go. He's just very smart, very good baseball player with great instincts on, on the bases. Yes, sir. There was a, an old former South uh, Southern uh, baseball player who ended up being one of the base-stealing threats of all time, and that's Lou Brock. And he mm-hmm. was not extremely fast but exceptionally smart on the base pads. And you know just like I do, Coach, it's not how fast you are, it's how smart you are on those base pads that can make up for the lack of speed. And um, you, you put together a fine program. We're wishing you nothing but the best. I want to thank you so much for allowing us to extend you. I know you've been interviewed out, but um, we're really grateful for you taking time out with us here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And I'm going to give you a, a moment to wrap up on this segment here, Coach, and close us out. Well, thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it, Mike. Thank you for the time that, that we have spent together in the broadcast. Uh, it means a great deal to be part of this great institution as well as this great conference and looking forward to uh, to the tournament, as I mentioned, and to, um, you know, catching up with, with you in the future. All right. Coach Melendez with unfinished work to do as the Hornets will get ready for the Southwestern Athletic Conference tournament in New Orleans in the upcoming week. I'm Dr. Michael Prince. We thank you all so much. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. Coach, thank you so much, sir. That was awesome. My pleasure. My pleasure. That was a great one. I greatly appreciate you. Man, that was greatly, greatly. And and if we can, uh, in the near future, we could do some more of these, man. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. That would be awesome. Yes, sir. I I love this game, man. I love this game. (laughs) It it shows, and I can can tell. (laughs) Appreciate you, Coach. All right. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I got to call you right back. Okay, brother. All right.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.